Hello and welcome to the Magnetical You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hi, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I have Isabel Von Falois. Am I saying that right? I think I got it. Yes, you got it. (laughs) I have Isabel here today, and she was diagnosed with a life-threatening form of leukemia. And in the same week that she got the diagnosis, she lost her house, her partner, her scholarship, and nearly her life as the doctors gave her only three days to three more weeks to live. And After fighting for life or death for four years, she had a profound encounter with Archangel Raphael that changed her life forever and helped her heal. In the meantime, she wrote several best-selling books like The Power of Your Angels, which were translated into different languages, recorded more than 50 meditations, and was featured in lots of magazines. She's the founder of Angel Life Coaching, including Isis Angel Healing, Magdalene Healing, and Sacred Women Sessions. So I found Isabel on Natalia Benson's podcast. If you guys want to go like really (laughs) take in all of Isabel and listen to that podcast episode as well, and just fell in love with her story, her energy and her wisdom and magic is so unique and so special. And I really connected with it. So here we are. Welcome Isabel. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And merci Madison for having me. You know, I get a lot, lots of invitations but I don't say always yes. So it really felt so heartwarming to receive your invitation and all my guides said, yes, do it. So I'm here, I'm happy to be with you. That makes me feel so special. Thank you. Yeah, it it really felt so genuinely aligned. So I'm excited. So can you tell us more about your story and your journey and what led you to angel coaching? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, if someone had told me like 20 years ago, I would write books about angels and goddesses and so on, I would have said, no way, because I was so sure that my mission on this earth would be to be a pianist and play concerts all over and I had the best teachers and so it looked everything very bright there on that horizon and I was just right in front of getting a contract (laughs) I had a scholarship in California so everything was like really amazing and then boom all of a sudden I mean I felt already kind of strange health-wise And I had been to examinations, but no one had found anything. So everyone said, oh, you just have a little bit of inflammation or kind of these things. But I felt something was very wrong, but no one found anything. So, okay. And it was just, I had this scholarship in California and I wanted to stay there for one more year to really go deep into my piano studies and then do the the album, you know, the CD launch and do everything like in in a good way. But I went home for my 30th birthday because I was in a very interesting, not so easy relationship. So at least I wanted to be home. And uh, a few days after that birthday, I was jogging and I fainted during jogging and I found myself underneath the cross of Jesus Christ and I didn't even jog there which was crazy so it was kind of a huge sign for me I looked up 
And I knew two things. I knew I was severely, deadly ill and Jesus Christ is watching over me. So kind of still in that situation, I felt safe, but I had no mobile phone with me and I was like more than one kilometer from my home. So I needed hours to come back. And my, my back then partner was not really someone thinking so much of me. So he even didn't realize that I was gone so long. <laughs> and to make a long story short, the doctors first didn't find anything. But then I found uh, a guy who had been at school with me who became the assistant doctor of someone. And I trusted him more because I thought he will look deeper. And the telephone rang and he didn't even start talking. And I just knew it as he came. I just knew it. I just knew my whole body knew. And he said, you know, I think it is, but you have to go through further investigations. And the strange thing was, they, even with the blood examinations, they didn't find it only with the bone marrow punction because I had such a rare form of leukemia, which normally never appears in Europe, never appears in the United States, only in South America. So very crazy. So they didn't find it wow. because normally the, the white blood cells go up into the thousands and mine disappeared. So they wow. only found it through the bone marrow punction. And the, it was midnight and the doctor knocked at the door and just told me I have three days to three weeks to live. And he talked at me like 45 minutes telling me how I will die. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> this was just devastating because before I had already lost my partner, my scholarship, my house in the same week. This was the last in seven days. You have three days to three weeks to live. Wow. And then he was like standing in front of students telling how you can die. You know, it was really, it was crazy. The only positive thing in that moment was that I had already visions since, since I was a little child, since I was seven years old, when I had my first near-death experience in this lifetime. So I saw if I started in that night with chemotherapy, I would die. And so I left the hospital signing, if I die, it's my own responsibility. Because I knew in that devastated situation with my mind completely blown away with all what had happened within seven days. I mean, you can imagine, I think, that there's nothing left anymore after this. And I knew if I wanted to have the slightest idea to survive, I had to get my mind back on track and I had to forgive my ex-partner for leaving me in that situation because there is this saying, what you might know, if you don't forgive, it is like you swallowing poison and wanting the other person dying from it. It's not clear. Some say it's from Gandhi, but it's not clear whether this quote is from Gandhi. doesn't matter. But I knew about this one. And I knew if I want to survive, I had to forgive my partner for leaving me in a situation like that. So what did I do at home? Two weeks long, every single day in bed, a doctor came to check my blood to see whether I still was alive. <laughs> and the only thing I was working on, Madison, was on forgiving. 
two weeks later, I was done. I was fine with forgiving. And there had been a lot. It's a long story, but I won't go deep into that. Just, you know, we all had kind of interesting relationships. But after two weeks, I was really in peace with that guy. And this was the moment when only sitting half a minute, I was fainting. So I knew I had to go back. And I came back and the doctors were, what, you're still alive? And I said, yes. And now my mind is strong. Now I can fight. Wow. <laughs> and now maybe someone will ask, oh, is this possible to forgive within two days having death in front of you? And I tell you, yes, it is possible because I had angelic help. And the proof was that the first thing I did when after several months I was allowed to leave the hospital for two weeks between chemotherapies was meeting that ex-partner. And Madison, mm -hmm. I looked into his eyes and it was like there had never been a story between us. I was completely free. Oh my gosh. And so, so you went home, did your forgiveness yes. and then went back for chemotherapy. Exactly, because I okay. knew. I absolutely knew after that two weeks when I was finding fainting with sitting one mm. not even one minute you know we had first to go in the ICU of another hospital which was closer to my home because I was not able to be transported to the huge hospital so I was really uh, in danger to die on that day but my mind was free so mm, you know, so you were ready to you felt strong enough to handle the intensity of the exactly oh because, wow because back then I didn't have the tools I have today. So I had to do, of course, chemotherapy because I had no other way. I knew I would die, but I knew my mind is now strong. If I can forgive in a situation like that, I'm strong like hell, you know, in a good way. So I knew I can make it. And so I went back and then it was a long story to bring the angels in. The first night in hospital, I really tried to keep everyone in my room, to keep my parents, the doctors, the nurses, because I was really afraid to be alone in a sterile room because I couldn't see anyone like normally. Everyone had masks. Everyone had something on the head. Everything had gloves. I just saw the eyes of people. No one was allowed to touch me because I was so dangerously ill that one touch could have killed me. So it was quite mm. of hard. And I was really afraid of that moment when the door would close and I would be alone in this room. But Madison, in that moment, I started praying and it didn't last one minute. I think it was faster. It was really amazing. I will never forget that because I felt like angel wings and I knew I'm completely safe. Whatever will happen, I'm safe. Whether I will die or not, I am safe. This was the most amazing feeling. And I had lost this contact through my relationship. You know, I had mm. always believed in angels and higher beings. I, and I had seen them when, when I was a child, but I had lost that through teenage age because I just couldn't deal with it. It was just too much. What I knew about people, what I saw, it was too much. At a certain point, I just had closed it down, you know. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm just like taking it all in. I'm, I'm shook by your story. So when you left, like one, how did you know, like forgiveness is what I need here. And what was, how did you come to that place of forgiveness? This is a very, another very tough story, to be honest. When I was 19 years old, one of the closest people of my life was assassinated, my aunt. 
And this was a terrible story, to be honest. And the point was, she was in the States when it happened. I was here and I was in the, in the conservatory of music. I was starting to become a pianist and I was sitting at the piano practicing in that moment when it happened. And in that moment, it felt like someone was putting their hands around my neck. I didn't get any air anymore and my voice was gone. And I knew something terrible had happened. And uh, then a friend came in who wanted to take me out for dinner that evening. And I just couldn't talk. My voice was gone. And I just wrote, I will go with you for dinner. But something terrible must have happened because this is just crazy. Next day, I heard my aunt on that time exactly, boom, gone. And I don't want to go very, very deep because I don't want to take people into a negative story. I want to go to the positive, but just for you to know, it was not just gone with that. We got, we tried to investigate. My father went to the States and we got like threats every day, every day, as long he was gone, I got telephone calls anonymous telling me, you are the next one to be killed. And it was really tough. I could write a whole book only about that. Wow. And uh, I could be the most fearful person on the planet, but I'm not, as you know. So at a certain point, it, it lasted quite one year, the whole terror. But then we stopped because we said, we won't bring her back anyway. So let's stop it. Let's stop it. And I realized, you know, this unforgiveness is killing me. I have to forgive the murders, whoever it is. Mm, like I you just to... got to a point where that, like, I can't go on not forgiving. That's no, like, I have because to. I, I just felt, you know, I felt it had a higher reason, you know, because my aunt was very spiritual. And when I was a little child, like eight, 10 years old, she showed me the lines of her hands. And she showed me, she told me, you know, you see, I won't become much more than 50 years old because my lifeline is ending there. And like it looks, I won't die a natural death. So kind of, I was prepared. Wow. And then something very special happened. I went very deep into that forgiveness and I became free. And to make the whole circle, you know, because of the story with my aunt, I was 11 years later able to forgive. Wow. You know, in a situation where I would have died without forgiving. And now, my dear, it's even more crazy. 24 years after the death, I think it was 24 years. Yeah, 24 years after the death of my aunt, I went to the south of France into the cave of Mary Magdalene. And I was in that cave and it's a long story, but at a certain point, I could really see her like I can see you with my physical eyes, not with the third eye. And then also Jesus Christ was there. And then my aunt was appearing next to them. And you know what Jesus told me then? You know, your aunt decided before she was born that she would go through that story so you learn forgiveness to teach it to thousands and thousands and thousands mm. of people all over the world and you need to know she was born in 1937 wow so already before she was born it was 
clear what my mission would be. Isn't that amazing? Wow, I have goosebumps. And so only because she took on this tough destiny, I was able to survive leukemia. Wow. And this brings me to a very, very high point of view about life, you know. Nothing like the angels say is like it seems to be. Everything is much bigger. And when you look from this very, very high point, and I have guided people through, I have guided thousands of people through past life regressions, hundreds of people through soul regressions, and hundreds of people through future regressions. So if you have done this, you see much more than just a single lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so everything makes sense. Everything. Wow. Okay. So you healed from the leukemia through the forgiveness process and through the connecting with the angels, right? You said the angels, the angel came in with the wings and you felt so safe. Then did that kind of lead you on the path of exploring and deepening your connection with angels? Okay. Exactly, because, you know, even if there was this angel helping me through chemotherapy and everything, it was still a very, very long journey because I didn't get healed. You know, the chemotherapy destroyed my organs and I had like four years fever and I was at a point I didn't want to see any doctor anymore. I didn't want to see any healer anymore. And I was at a point that I said, okay, I need I need God, the angel, whoever, because now no human being is able to help me out of this situation. And this was my birthday. I remember like today, it was my birthday. I said, okay, I don't go to any human being anymore. I just stay at home. I pray and meditate. And if it's meant to be, I will find a way, but not through human beings. I just was so sure. (laughs) And this was the moment what you have said before, like after two months of deep, deep, deep prayer, deep meditation, I had my eyes closed in a meditation and I felt like never before the whole air pressure changing in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I opened my eyes because I felt something was happening here. And there was this huge angel I could see again with my physical eyes up to the ceiling telling me, finally, you can see me. Finally, you can hear me. I am Archangel Raphael, the angel of healing. Wow. And now you now you can become healed. And only six months later, I was healed and I opened my studio helping people, you know. So this was really like the boom moment. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Your story is so powerful. I have like, oh, there's so much running through my mind. I have so many questions. But I think what I want to start with is, you know, for people who like haven't had those like huge profound encounters with angels, like how can we start connecting and, and communicating with them? And do we go to a specific, do we seek out or speak to a specific angel or do we just put our hands up and be like the angel that I need come to me now? Like, what do we do? <laughs> you have a lot of possibilities. So one, one possibility of course is like really first starting to connect with your guardian angels you know because behind you are two guardian angels one who has a more female energy and one who has a more male energy which are Mm -hmm. with you 
from the beginning of your lifetimes. They are not new in this lifetime, if you believe in other lifetimes, but if you just believe in this lifetime, you have them since your birth. <laughs> so it depends what you believe, and I don't want to persuade anyone. But you have these two incredible beings and they are with you and so what you could do if you want now you just close your eyes and just turn your head a little bit to your left side and just feel the energy you feel there does it feel more female does it feel more masculine and so you can find out which guardian angel is on which side today it can change it's not every day the same but you will get a feeling and then you turn to the other side, to the right side and you just say, what do you feel there? Is it more feminine? Is it more masculine? And you have to know that the masculine angel is there to help you to stay totally true on your life's path. So this angel might give you a push in certain moments of your life. So you, you come back on the journey or you stay true to your journey. And the more female angel is the angel who is there to comfort you, to carry you in the really tough moments of your life. And you know these moments and you have been through these moments, I know. So you felt this angel, even if you maybe have not known that it was with you, you know. And then you start, when you get to feel the energy of one side, you, you start talking and start asking and you start telling what's going on in your life and where you need help with. Because they are only allowed to help you when you ask. Mm. Because they really accept the free will of human beings. So they only help if you ask. And then at a certain point, you start, may you let me know your name or your names? And I had a very funny story with a client some, some many years ago because I have no, no, I don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions anymore, but it was very funny. So he received that one of his guardian angels name would be Peter. And he thought this is just such, just a normal human name. This is impossible. I said, oh, you can ask for signs. You know what happened? So he went out and he was with a bicycle and he turned around the corner and the car before in front of him driving had baby Peter on board then he drove further there was a big big cinema announcement about a movie with Peter and then he, <laughs> and then he came into his office and the only cup which was not dirty was with the name Peter on it and then he called oh me God. of course <laughs> and he called me and said is I mean is this a sign I think I said there's three signs do what do you need more? I mean, this is obvious, right? So you will receive signs. Sometimes mm. you don't know the name in one day, not even in two weeks. But in divine time, everything will reveal. And so you can start with them and you can start talking with them. Whatever is on your mind, whatever is bothering you, whatever you are happy about. And then, of course, is the angel, archangel Michael. I mean, the mightiest powerful angel like the highest guardian of all of us and if you don't know which angel you need because there are so many angels out you just say archangel michael which my husband calls the ceo of the angels say send me the angel i need now for my situation please you know but the angels laugh if we get to know them like they say you call your friends by name right because you know them. 
So if you want to be really become friends with us, get to know our names and learn more about us. Okay, wow, this is this is so good. So when I looked to the left, I definitely felt a more grounded masculine energy and I felt like a hand on my shoulder, a very like reassuring, like I've got you. And then on the right was more like a twirling, like floating energy, yeah. if that makes sense. And when I turned right, I actually saw this like huge bright light and felt this just light, really light energy. So yeah, that was really, really cool. And I actually have a story about Archangel Michael. So I had never like heard, like thought much about angels. I don't even know if I really believed in them and had, they had just never been a part of my like life or conversation or anything like that. And I went to this business conference about three years ago and there were like 600 people there. And well, before I get there, I'm on the airplane reading this book. I read Gabby Bernstein's book. I forget which one it was, but I think it was Super Attractor where she talks about the archangels. And I'm like, that's cool. But I'm like, eh, it sounds, it's also out there, but like, I'm open to like, I'm open to all the woo stuff. Like, let me just open to this and see. So I read about Archangel Michael and a few of the other ones. And I'm like, that's cool. Okay. And, you know, she said something in the book, like, just ask them to come in and be like in your space. And I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so I go to the conference, there's like 600 people. And I was like getting really overwhelmed by how many people there were. I'm an introvert. I'm like, Ugh. so I texted my coach at the time and I was like, Hey, I'm feeling really anxious. Like, do you have any tips for me? Cause I really want to enjoy this conference and receive what I can receive from it. And she said, and we've, we had never, ever talked about angels before. And she said, ask Archangel Michael to come in and protect you. And I had just read it in the book and on the plane, pl just played with the idea of like, oh, Archangel Michael, like come in and be with me. Like, just kind of like, oh, let's just see what this is all about. Like, I don't actually know if I believe this. And then when my coach texts me that, and we had never talked about Michael or angels or anything. And she just said it as if I would know. And I was like, instantly just like shook and like overcome with this like calm, grounded energy and like tears in my eyes. It was, yeah, an insane, ex insane experience. And I mean, what you just told is just really a divine synchronicity. I mean, hello in the plane and then this, this is just how it happens. These are the signs that it is true, you know? And mm -hmm. you just have always to look for synchronicities. So that is exactly an example where you can really find how they are working with you. This is so amazing. I yeah. love that story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. So, so it's about asking the questions. And then it sounds like it's looking, being open to seeing the signs. And exactly. is it also like, a listening like is it listening to see what you hear like what does it feel like when you receive a message from them it's very very different because we have at least four channels with which we can receive messages most of human beings are clairsentient they feel the angel they feel the answers then there's a part of people who are clairvoyant who really see then a part of human beings are clairaudient who hear the messages. That's me. I mean, a lot because of being a pianist in my first profession, 
I'm really trained to listen. So, and, wow. and of course there's the clear knowing, the clear cognitions, I think you say in English. And this is very difficult to know because you know things out of the blue, but you don't know whether they are true. So mm -hmm. this is sometimes the hardest channel to be sure. But the point is you have to find out what is my first channel? I mean, is it that I feel things? You know, if you go into a group of people, like you said, as an introvert, you feel a lot. So you first, I don't need to know more. I just, when I look into your field, I know it's just clear sentience is the very first of your channels. Mm -hmm. And then, but what I also see is that the second one is clairvoyance of you. So you really should go through the feeling into the seeing. Mm. Okay. And then a very, very important thing is you always can find out when you go into memories of the past, please, beautiful memories, go back into beautiful memories, maybe the last beautiful vacation you had or whatsoever, or something happening in nature. And when you go back, what is the most um, important thing you realize when you go back? And this also has something to do about your channels. Do you feel the feeling? Do you see? Do you smell? What, what is coming back to you when you go back to beautiful memories? This is also a sign which channels are more important or less important. And I wouldn't go to train the others first. I would go to really work with the channels which are already natural for you. Okay. And then it's very, very important to know when it is really a sign and when it is your ego speaking. Mm. And a lot of people still don't know the difference and think when the ego is speaking, that's guidance. But the question is, whenever you receive a sign medicine, you have to go within and you have to ask yourself am i in peace right now am i am i in a high frequency right now if you are you can be sure it's a sign if not it's very mostly sure that it is your ego talking yeah yeah i totally resonate with that because whenever it's you know my mind my ego it feels very like frantic urgent scattered but when it's you know my intuition or receiving downloading a message it feels very like a calm like knowing and I resonate with the knowing channel as well just like yeah. that feeling of like like um like poof like it just popped into my like I, I can't even say mind because it's not my mind it's just into yeah. my like awareness almost it's yeah so interesting you, you have all the four channels you just have to have to really uh, go deeper um and and you will have also more of the clear audience because i i receive immediately that you get a lot of messages through music and text so this is also mm -hmm. kind of a clear audience you know a starting clear audience and all of a sudden you you start listening to the i know it sounds weird but to the voices of the angels <laughs> oh my gosh i love it no, nothing, nothing's too weird around No, here. you know, because in former days, you would say, if you hear voices, you have to go to hospital, you know? <laughs> well, and yeah, that's so interesting. I'm sure that plays into why a lot of people have a hard time hearing because it's been conditioned out of us and you're crazy if you <laughs> hear yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there can be a very thin line between 
someone really listening to the right voices or someone really being like schizophrenic. I had to do with schizophrenic mm. people. So it's very different from the outside. It might look very similar, but it mm. is not, you know, I have been living with a schizophrenic person. So I know really the difference how it shows there and how it shows with me, you know, or the people who really get very, very clear messages, hearing voices. Yeah. Oh, so good. So let's talk about, I don't even know how to ask the question. Cause I want to say like, who are some of your favorite angels, but favorite isn't the word I'm looking for. So <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> like, who, but like who are, who are some of the ones you really want to talk about today or that you have yeah. a really powerful connection with? Yeah, I mean, for sure, Archangel Michael, but I think he is very, very well known. So we don't need to go much deeper in, in here. But the other angel, of course, is Archangel Raphael, because a lot of people have health issues. It doesn't matter on what level, you know, it, it, it can have to do really with physical disorders can be emotional it can have to do with whatever you know whatever rafa is really the angel you should have in your life every single day because he's mm -hmm. also great for you to choose the right food the right things to eat because what he says is very very interesting he says there is not one diet which is right for everyone and your body is different every single day. So you should yes. not automatically eat the same every single day, but you should. Yes. You love it, right? Oh my <laughs> God, I love it because I used to be an intuitive eating coach and this speaks so much to me. It's just, I think it's like a moment to moment. Exactly. What's right moment to moment. And it literally might be what's right for you now, literally is going to be different in an hour, exactly. in five minutes. Exactly. And so he always tells me and also my students, because I, I, I teach a lot and he always says, you know, before you eat or before you think about cooking, if you do that, tune in with me, with my emerald green light, just ask me to surround you with my emerald green light and then go into your heart and into your body, really be present, not just up there just here in your body and ask me what is good for me now oh my gosh and so really Rafael is incredible for that but he's also incredible if you have really some kind of uh, health issues to really go and meditate with him mm. and to go deeper because you want to find the underlying cause not just treating the thing you know because underneath every illness there's something else mm, yeah there are other themes beneath and sometimes you know people go from one doctor to another to another and they never get healed because it's about something which is in the soul or something which happened in the past or something which mm -hmm. is not forgiven there, what I have found with Raphael in all the, the thousands of people I've worked with, if people don't heal, there are two main reasons. One is unforgiveness. Mm. And the second is past lives. Yeah, yeah. I think it's always like there's always an emotional, energetic. Of course. Root going on with every 
physical symptom or ailment. That's at least at least my belief. Of course. And and so with Raphael close to you, you find it easier, you know, mm -hmm. because so you can find it yourself and then can look for the right people to help you because maybe you need other people to help you than just the doctor. Mm. Oh my and gosh, this, so beautiful. So Archangel Rafa, especially in these very interesting times we are living in right now, we should have him, have him at our side every single day to do the right decisions, to make the right decisions. So of course I love him because he saved my life. I mean, he's just uh, one, of course, of my favorites. But to be honest, like you said before, I tell about every angel or about every light being. It's one of my favorites because I love them all so much. So, but another angel I really want to really bring into the place is Archangel Jophiel. Because Archangel Jophiel is the angel who helps to beautify our thoughts. And the most people are not on the positive thought form side, you know? A lot of people are much more negative than positive. And, and sometimes I make the joke, I would love to have a recording machine for my thoughts, just to know. <laughs> right. you can't, yeah, and then you would see, where am I? Am I more than 50% positive or where am I? And so Jophiel is really the angel to help us to change our thoughts in one second mm. because she told me in hospital she was the one with the wings in hospital which I didn't know in that moment mm. you know when I was she was the one with me every single day every single night speaking with me affirmations and being on the positive side no matter whether I would be dying or not she was the one who carried me through she's incredible powerful on that that side and And she is the one to help us to see beauty even in the darkest moments. She's mm -hmm. the one to help us to see things for which we can be grateful even in the most tough moments of our lives. So this angel is so important for all of us. Mm. And so what's, what's something we can ask her? In the moment you feel you're going downwards, the downward spiral, you just say, okay, Archangel Jovi, Please surround me right now with your magenta colored light of love and just breathe that light in. You will feel a difference immediately because just do it. Yeah, you will feel it. She's there. I can see her. And then Madison, look around in the room, wherever you are and name three things in your room that are beautiful. And you will be immediately in the back in the now and back on the positive side. Mm. It works, yeah. works like that. I feel that. That's so good. And I think sometimes we forget that we can shift that quickly. Like it really can happen that fast. And we don't It's, have to go all the way down the spiral. Like as soon as we have awareness over it, we exactly. do have the ability to shift that. So And I have... I have really an incredible story about Sophia, which I would love to share because I know you have a lot of people in your audience also which work on having a positive mindset, which is also a specialty of yours, as I see right, if I see it right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I see in your field. So there was this woman who wanted a session with me and I was like booked in advance for months, but I felt I needed to take this woman in. And she came to me for one session and told me, She has panic because her daughter was already born ill. She was now around 12 or 13 years old. And 
you have no clue what illnesses she all had and how many chemotherapies and and she said every morning when she combs her hair she counts the single hair in the brush which the daughter has lost again so there was panic pure and of course i gave her a session on a lot of levels but her only homework was in the moment panic would come back to name three to call in Argesh and Sophia, breathe in her life, and then name three beautiful things. She mm. did it like 20 times a day at the beginning. Mm. After one month, she asked me, she, or she called me again, she said, I'm so much better. I just did it every day. I don't know how many times, but I'm so much better. My mindset is, and she has been with healers in Brazil. She has been all over the world. Then she asked me, do you have one session for my daughter? And I said, of course, bring her. And I did a so-called angel trance coaching with the daughter. And I had no idea about the life of the daughter besides she was all the time ill. But I got exactly the animals she loved. So I made a trance coaching with the right animals, just out of intuition, out of guidance of the angels and programmed her to heal. Three months later, the mother was in a workshop of mine, angel workshop, communication with angels. And we had an evening break and afterwards the session got on and she, she told Isabel, may I tell you something? May I tell the whole class something? Do you know what happened? Today my daughter was running a marathon and she got third and she is healthy all because of you. Oh my gosh. And the real miracle was that the mother changed because the fear of the mother Mm. didn't let the daughter heal you know wow so the, the, the like container she was like holding for the daughter wasn't she didn't was have so room afraid. for healing she was wow. so afraid to lose the daughter so this very very little so simple exercise with Chofiel changed the whole frequency of the mother and then I did one single healing session on the daughter and she had been with I don't know how many doctors and in all over the world, they flew everywhere because they had the money to do so, you know. But it was this one session with the mother, this one session with the daughter, which healed everything. And now the mother is helping people who are in the hospice and going to die. So she gives back to people because she's so happy, you know. Wow. Oh, that is so incredible. Oh, my gosh. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. So please Chofia, have Chofia in your life and you always see and you always see the half full glass and not the empty glass or you see even the full glass because never ever is a glass empty because there's air I see it mm. always full you know because within every experience of our life lies a lesson and if you can look even from a different angle lies a gift yes Oh. In the toughest lessons lie the highest gifts. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so beautifully said. So, okay. Can you tell us about, I don't know how to say it, Mer angels, Mer angels. I know yeah, you wanted Mer to yeah, 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 yeah. share about that yeah. today. And I'm excited because I have no idea what this means. Okay. You know, I, I was still in that, let's say, healing journey because the chemotherapy had really destroyed my organs. So I was really like I could only eat like a baby because I couldn't digest anything because everything was like destroyed and so this was this moment when just Rafa had come into my life the encounter you know remember and then he told me you know if you want to heal 
you have to go to France and you have to go to Nice in France because there is a place which is called, even on the map, Bay des Anges, which means Beach of the Angels. And you have to go there and a miracle will happen. But Madison, I had no money at all because the whole healing story had cost us so much money that we just, we didn't know how to afford a flight. There was no money. Um, but I trusted if Raphael said this, there will be a way. <laughs> and I got a telephone call from a nearly 80 year old friend. And she said, I don't know why, but I had the feeling I have to call you and I have thousand euros too much in my account, which I don't need. And I had the feeling you need them. And so I couldn't imagine that, but she wanted me to have the money. So with that money, my back then fiance and I traveled to, now my husband, <laughs> but back then fiance, we traveled to Nice. And I always had loved the fairy tale, A Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. Maybe you know it, The Little Mermaid. For me, this was never a fairy tale. I always felt it was true. So I was quite sure there were angels in the ocean. So at one day I went into the ocean at that place, which is really called Be Beach of the Angels. And I said, hello, hello, angels of the ocean, mare angels, hello. And then I heard this voice, hello, hello, hello. Finally, are you are greeting us. And are you willing to be healed if you talk about us afterwards? And I said, <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. And you have to imagine, I saw six of them, six with the most beautiful faces, the most beautiful women I have ever seen with fishtails in different colors from metallic blue to turquoise to green, amber green. It was amazing. And these huge, huge angelic wings. Wow. And they told me their names. One is Serafira, one, one name is Dane, other one Claudine, Pauline, Guinevere, and uh, Joycelyn. And I had the feeling they came from different spaces, like Dani and Serafira from Greece, Joycelyn from Ireland, Guinevere from England, and uh, Claudine Pauline, of course, France. So they told me you can find us everywhere where ocean is. It, we don't depend on mm. the place. But we will now start to liberate you from all the toxins of the chemotherapy in your body. Wow. And they asked me to lie down into the ocean on my back, like this famous figure of Leonardo da Vinci. So they had space to go between my legs, between my arms, between my body. And I, I could literally see how they pulled out gray matter, gray dust, dirty energy out mm -hmm. of all of my organs. And as I told you, I could only eat like a baby. I couldn't eat normal food anymore for quite a long time. And after one week, they told me now your stomach, your liver and your gallbladder are detoxified. They're fine now. And you can eat for the very first time, you can eat a little bit normal food. And I said, no, I don't dare. Yes, you do. And truly, it was the first time in four years I had dinner and not just something like a baby or just rice. 
more like vegetables and I could eat it and I had no stomach ache afterwards. The next day I went to the doctor and he said, I have no clue what you have done, but your liver, your gallbladder and your stomach are fine. I have no clue what you did. Of course, I couldn't tell him I was working with me. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, all right, we're going to put you in the, the ward yes. for crazy people. <laughs> exactly. And, and I had more, I had one more week and they worked on other organs. And after that, I went home and they told me, now you're, you're ready to really start uh, doing several energetic um, modalities to learn them to open your practice in a few months. Four months later, you have to open a studio to work with people. Now you are fine. <laughs> just two weeks with the mayor angels, but they are not just wow. for health. They are not just for health. They are for much more. They are also incredible for manifesting, like also on the new moon, which is today, you know. And so together with the mayor angels, my now husband and I manifested our dream apartment. We were sitting at the ocean and it was time because ours was too small and we needed just more space. And so we, they told us, write down what you want. Just make it very clear what you want. So we wrote everything down. Also that we have two offices, one for my husband, one for me, just the same size. So this is fair. Like it was really funny. <laughs> and then we went home. And we felt it was not the time to look yet. And then one evening, my husband said, so now I feel it's the right moment. And he looked into the internet, found, I think, like three or five. And he gave me the, 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 the apartments. And I said, this is the one. Next day, we got the date to see it. And we are still living here. It's just our dream apartment. Wow. And we are just the ones who got it. And it's known that in Munich to get an apartment is not easy at all. Wow. Now is your husband into angels as well? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, he was not before he met me. Okay. But you know, he saw my fight surviving and that nothing helped. But in the moment the angels came in, he had, he had a normal job by then. And I called him at his office and told him, today I did my first channeling and he didn't even know what was channeling you know <laughs> <laughs> but then he saw from the day Archangel Raphael came in out into our lives every single day I got better and before mm. nothing had really helped you know so he knew this was true and today he has written even more books about God and I don't know than me. So, uh, oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, so very does he cool. have his own business or do you guys kind of work together? It's like mine is a little bit bigger. So he okay. supports me on the business side because he comes from the business, Okay. But, but he didn't do it at the beginning. So I built the whole thing like six figure by myself without knowing yes. anything <laughs> like this with the angels. But at a certain point, I realized I had the wrong people in my field. Mm. They just took advantage of me. So I had to had to bring someone in who I trusted completely, who would overlook the mm. others. And so I could be the creative part and right. so he is like this in there, but he also has his own own business 
which is called Divine Consulting. I love that title. <laughs> and, oh, and he also works with people and, and, and has written, I mean, have, I have written thicker books, but he has written more books <laughs> than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. That's so amazing. Oh my gosh, so good. But, so it, but it was really the story, you know, because he saw it. He, wish, he really saw the difference from the moment the angels were in my life like this mm. on speed dial. So that's why he's the one saying, Archangel Michael is a CEO. Just ask the CEO if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow. So good. Something else I wanted to ask you. So I heard you mention on Natalia's podcast that it's really important that there's not just meditation, but meditation and prayer. Yeah. Why is that? And then how, I don't even know if this is a question I'm looking for, but like, how do you go about praying? Because for me, like I never grew up with religion. And I think I had almost like a negative view of like praying, like, oh, that's like a weird, like, yeah. So I associated it with the more like the kind of religion where it's very like forced and guilt and and shaming. And so I kind of like stayed away from that. So I'm like super into meditation and I, would say I've maybe done a little prayer, but it's not something I've ever really opened to. So I'm curious to hear like, where, where, where did we get started? You know, you don't need to use a prayer, which is written. You just can say your own words to whomever you want to, you know? So how I like to call it, it's like a hotline above mm-hmm. praying is like a hotline and meditating is receiving the answers you know so the one is being active and maybe asking for something praying for something which you really want to have help with and then you sit in meditation and you start receiving the answers and for me it's like i think i don't know whether i told it in, in natalia's podcast but i i grew up in a family on one side my father was was into yoga from age 13 on in a time where no one did yoga so we Mm -hmm. had like krishna murti and yoga and on the other side was jesus christ so this was very funny because it was very open-minded you know so it was not about this strict guilty thing of church or so but it was very very open and Mm. and so my father was very into prayer also but in this way like he knew already back then that there were a lot of scientific proofs that prayer would really change people's lives or people's health and the most powerful experience I had by myself was when when I had leukemia and I was in hospital for nine months which is a long time nine months in hospital and (laughs) most people can't stand a week in hospital so nine months oh my gosh yeah and I had really people pray for me all over the world. I lead from Brazil to the States, to South Africa, to, I don't know, England. I, it was like, I had the feeling like 24 hours, seven, there were prayers for me. And someone was sending a candle, lighting a candle for me and praying. And I'm absolutely sure that has also helped that I'm still here. And at a certain point, I I told my mother, because I had the feeling people would send me two different energies, which was not helpful, which also 
didn't have the fever. It always got up and up and up and up. And I had the feeling people thought they can send me their energies. But if the energy is not high enough, not pure enough, it doesn't help. So I asked them, I asked my mother to tell all these people to please pray for my highest good, whatever this meant to be. What was the choice of my soul for this incarnation? What did I want to learn through leukemia and not what they wanted that I would survive mm -hmm. or whatsoever? So whatever you are praying for, I would always add for the highest good of all concerned. Mm. Because then you never go into manipulation, which is so easy when we wish for something, you mm -hmm. know, or some people want a special partner and they want to manipulate the partner into their lives through prayer. But this is not a good idea because mm. as I told you, there's always a bigger picture And we should be open for knowing that they, <laughs> the light beings, know better than us. So mm -hmm. whatever you ask for, always say also thank you, because thank you, grazie, merci, is more powerful than please. Mm. And say for the highest good of all concerned. And then you can mm. never do a mistake. I love that. And it sounds like it's less about praying to get something and more about praying to allow what's yeah. in the highest good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, so I never pray for someone to survive. Hmm. I always pray that whatever happens is for the highest good of that person. If the person is ill, I send all the beings, but I never send my own energy because I don't have the highest picture about all the lifetime, about all which is concerned. So I always pray and people ask me for prayers very, very often. So just today I had one, had two people, which one had a very tough thing to get new teeth and the other person had a, had a severe operation. So of course I'm always praying but I'm never praying with my energy. And I'm always sending the angels or the beings like Mary Magdalene, Jesus Christ, uh, Archangel mm -hmm. Raphael, because I know they know what these people need. I don't know. I just know a little bit, you know? Mm, that's so powerful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So if you have time and you're willing to, I would love if you can lead us through a little meditation or prayer that you feel... Yeah called to you today yeah i have no clue we wait who is coming let's just let's okay. do it you know okay. that's how i do it okay so look up to your third eye with open eyes just be present in the here and now connect to your third eye and breathe in deeply and while exhaling close your eyes in slow motion and give your brain the command to go automatically into a deep, relaxed and very mindful state. And we do this with this command to help you to get into that state with one single breath easier and easier. And now feel the powerful presence of two beautiful, mighty archangels. One is Archangel Michael, who is well known. And the other one is Archangel Haniel, the female counterpart of the archangels to Archangel Michael. And Archangel Michael asks you now, 
to breathe in and out deeply with a soft ha sound to really let go because he will now cut the cords, the cords which are not of love and light, which attach you to certain situations, persons and places. And also he is also cutting through the attachments of others towards you, which cost you energy. So just breathe in deeply three times to let go while Archangel Michael is doing his powerful work. And feel becoming a lighter and lighter, being more in your own energy and not surrounded by so many other human energies. And now Hanyan is enfolding you with her powerful and yet so soft and smooth and tender silver light connected to the lunar side within you. And breathe that light in, no matter whether you feel more female or more male. Everyone has both sides within. And then Archangel Michael is surrounding you with this powerful golden light, the solar light. So your feminine and masculine sides get balanced through the silver and golden lights of Haniel and Michael. Breathe it in deeply and feel your energy changing and becoming more and more balanced, while at the same time, also the two hemispheres of your brain get synchronized by the silver and golden light. And now, feel, feel, feel the dimensions changing, changing, changing. And the two archangels take you by your hands and you travel through time and space, space and time, time and space. And you reach this incredible beach of the angels, the Bay des Anges in France. And you can listen to the ocean, listen to its beautiful sound. And all of a sudden, six of the most beautiful beings you have ever seen jump out of the water. And these are the six mare angels, Guinevere, Joycelyn, Zarafira, Dane, Claudine, and Pauline. And they ask you to come closer. And if you feel like, you can even dive into the ocean just to feel their energy closer and closer. But if you don't feel like going into the water, it is fine too. And now they work with a very special sky blue light energy to detox your aura, your auric field from all the energies which don't serve you anymore, 
this wonderful pale blue light is very soft, yet very cleansing. And you can feel your aura changing and becoming wider and brighter and lighter. And then the mare angels build like a circle or a half circle if you're not in the ocean around you. And they ask you to go deeply into your heart, which is your true heart wish in this moment. The wish your heart and soul truly want to experience in your life. What is it? And if you know, just give it to these beautiful six beings. And they will take your wish and connect it with the tides of the ocean, with the moon and everything which is connected to the moon, the tides of the ocean, and the stars. And in divine time, your wish will be there, even better than you can imagine if you surrender and let go for the highest good of all and if you wish so ask them a question before it is time to leave and you might receive the answer now or a bit later as for angels there doesn't exist a linear time just be present and listen is your inner and outer channels. And then say, merci from the bottom of your heart and goodbye. And it is time to leave again with Michael and Hanya. And you can feel or maybe even see the dimensions changing again. And you travel back, 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 back into the here and now. Start stretching to really come back into your body and are present within your life again. Breathe in deeply three times. And when you feel ready, open your eyes again. Namaste. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you. So all I'm curious to hear, you know, what everyone listening experienced. So feel yeah. free to tag us and share on Instagram or reach out to us and let us know. I, I would yeah. love to hear it. I'm, I'm sure you would too. What kind of like flowed for me was when you mentioned the feminine 
angel before you said anything about silver or the moon I like saw this like silver like blanket wrapping me and then like almost like shooting upwards to the moon which was really crazy and then you literally said silver and I was like whoa that was crazy and then uh, the part where you had them you know take our hands and moving through time and space what I immediately started seeing was a beach before you mentioned the beach which was so crazy and what I kind of experienced was that while they were moving me through time and space they were like taking me to experiences in my life that needed forgiveness and were helping me like go to all of those points in in time and space that needed forgiveness and give like do the forgiveness and then I'm trying to think like what kind of like came through on the beach that what I heard when I was like swimming in the water was like open your hands and it kind of felt to me like like let go of the grip just like open allow receive so yeah that was really beautiful thank you so much (laughs) I was went on a wild ride (laughs) you know it was it was very very short and the reason why you saw it before I said it is the following because I don't tell a story I don't tell a meditation whatever I say is what they show me so it's there and I say and what I see and what they tell me so it's nothing I make up you know so that's the reason why you could see it before I was saying because it was there wow oh my gosh oh that was so beautiful and so you see you are clairvoyant because otherwise you couldn't have seen it you know this is the sign now yeah oh Wow. Very cool. I'm excited to see. I feel like, yeah, there's more that's going to unfold today from, from that. So I'll, I'll have to keep you posted on um, yes, please. what happens, but wow. Thank you so much. This has been so incredible before I have you share how everyone can get your books and work with you and find you. Is there anything else on your heart or from the angels that you want to share today that we didn't cover? Yes, I want to share something. They tell me I shall do. It's Jofiel who says it. And she says, always remember how beautiful you are and never doubt yourself, ever. Mm, Thank you so much. Because the weakness of most human beings are their doubts. And if we truly remembered who we are, that we come from a spark from heaven, that in reality, we are angelic beings in a human body. Mm-hmm. Who are we to doubt our worth? We are worth so much more than we can think of. And when we truly remember that every single day that we don't need to prove anything to anybody to be someone then we can truly do what we are meant to do wow thank you so much that was amazing so where can everyone find you work with you get your books all all the good things (laughs) good things so the books exist because i think you have probably international listeners the books exist some of them in five languages, so French, Italian, English, Spanish, German. Of course, everything is in German, not everything in English. Mm-hmm. 
And you can find me on Instagram. It's Isa von Falwa or Isabel von Falwa on Facebook, where I have a, a huge following because I'm quite old. <laughs> Nobody thinks it, but I'm more than 50 years old already. So I uh, quite some experience on this planet. And so, yeah, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or on my website, www.isabelfonfalwa.com. And I, I don't do so many English events right now, but I always do them. So if you follow me, you get to know, or also go on my newsletter list because I have it in three languages. So you, if you are on the English list, you will hear about the English events. If you're on the German one, you get about the German event. So it makes sense because we have three lists like English, Italian, and German newsletter lists. So if you want to get to know, And I do these kind of evenings with long meditations, not just so short, also in English, just done one last week. So you can find me. And at the moment, I don't do one or one sessions, but sometimes I do. So in case you feel like <laughs> you never know. Never Maybe know. the stars will align. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Life yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for reaching out and I loved being with you and in your energy and I wish you all the best, lots and lots and lots of miracles and congratulations for your hundredth episode on your beautiful podcast. This is incredible. You have to celebrate that. Yes, that yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and I will see you in the next episode.